recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. Nice. My willpower is slowly weakening. I can feel it. Do you want me to put it away? No. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm waiting for my willpower to break clear. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the Transamorous Network. I'm Perry Gruber, the uh, co-host of the show with with Remy Imotar and Shannon Scott. Today we have as a guest, Christy... Oh shit, Christy, I forgot your last name. Christy Horsley. Christy Horsley, yes. Christy Horsley and I... um, I don't know if you remember, but we caught eyeballs a couple of times over at um, the Velvet Rope, mm-hmm. and uh, I understand that you um, know Remy from some context. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's a she's a Portland um, citizen. How, are you born in Portland by any chance? No, I moved here in two thousand eight. Awesome, two thousand eight. Yes. And so, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. So uh, we had some interesting conversations on a certain website that I'm not going to mention, mm-hmm. um, just to protect everyone's privacy. Um, and you were talking about the the nature of the type of men that you tend to experience with regard to transamory and trans women and how men seem to treat well trans i can't women. really i can't really narrow down one type of man that i prefer unfortunately i i kind of like the whole salad of men but um i do speak up on concerns that i see common mm-hmm. with how Trans people are marginalized and dismissed, and also just you know, um, dealing with people who want to counter why we should even have a word that differs a trans woman and a woman who's not a trans woman. You know, uh, responses can be such as, "Well, we already had a word for cis, and it was normal," and then the reaction that creates in a person who know has been attacked physically because they were not normal creates new fear Mm. you know and yeah I don't feel that I'm not normal I feel I'm normal you know not just for myself but but I deserve to be here in the society as well just as much as anybody who would admire me right so that so I want to unpack some what you just said so the the you're saying that some people have an aversion to coming up with a word that describes a label actually I hate labels but right. that's a label that describes who you are that's other than something that's not normal some people have an aversion to this new word you're saying and the new word is is it trans transgender what is the, the new, new word? word that people are compl- that transgender I was just speaking up saying it's not a, it's not an insult to call us a, a born female or however you want to word that to being a cis individual as oh, opposed to I see. so now we've got trans individual with cis individual and now we've divided even more of how we're not we may be looking some even trans women are feeling like well we just said we're never going to be women by saying this but the point is is that we still need words to be able to explain how we feel and the difference of it and many of our issues are women's issues but the emphasis is a little different such as like dependent, demanding how we dress sexy, for example, you know, is now a passable. Are you passable? In passable, you know, you can we can complain as trans women that like I can wear women's jeans and women's tennis shoes, and I'm still wearing women's clothing. I don't need to go around and defend my clothing and be in mini dresses and thigh highs all the time. But but for me, the so so my experience um, there, so I'm gonna be a little confrontational here. That's great. Okay, so I know that I know that there are men who 
and, and this occurs, like you said, with with cis women as well. There are men who, I don't know the 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 um, the term, but they they have an expectation that women are going to dress sexy, mm -hmm. right? And so they have an expectation that you wear the short skirt or or what. Right. I'm talking about cis cisgender women, in in that world, but but they're also they're in that world. There are also women who. Um, want to want to dress that way or or maybe they let's say there are women who dress that way right. and it may be because they want to dress that way but it also might be that they're responding to the men's expectation so so when we when but then when we look at the trans community with trans women what i observe mm -hmm. is that there are trans women who dress the way you're talking about and i don't know what as a as a trans amorous man mm -hmm. i don't know whether that person's dressing be, that way because she wants to feel sexy herself mm -hmm. or she's responding to some perception, some story she has about what men want her to dress like right. or whether it is a response to men saying, hey, you should wear this skirt or you should wear something that accentuates your tits or something like that. Mm -hmm. well, or all of the above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, is it, is it, so I hear you saying, and I'm not saying you're saying this, this is what I hear. Mm -hmm. I hear you saying that, that men are controlling how you what clothes you put on. Well, I'm saying more of an aspect of like, if I'm at the bowling alley mm -hmm. and you're pressing me to see me within five minutes after me leaving the bowling alley, I'm not gonna be in high heels and stockings because I was just bowling. And to then tell me, oh, I don't ever wanna see you again because you went out as an unpassable man. I mean, an unpassable woman, you were dressed as a man. You know, and I'm thinking every item of clothing I have is purchased from a female department. Right. So. And where does this come from? And yes, women that are not trans are going to say, this is a woman's issue. If I don't dress up and do this, I'm a tomboy. But the word passable is not used against a woman who is a woman. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I get that. And so the, in, so the, <clears throat> so that, that's the other aspect of this is the idea of passable. Because I know that there are men, and we talked about the, the mm -hmm. type of men that fetishize trans yes. women. I know there are men who um, will not date non-passable trans women because, because they have, it's either a preference or they have a, a, a fear of being outed in in the world mm -hmm. by being seen with someone who they believe is not passable. Yes. Yes. I and it's come almost like it's almost like the word nigger. So like in in the black community, it's okay for me to use the word nigger mm -hmm. with other black people right. or with a white person, but it's not okay at any in any instance for a, a white person to use that word. Right. And so in the trans community, what I see is the, is like on, on this site that we're not gonna mention. Can I mention it? It's, I don't oh, mind. Okay, good. Fet on FetLife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, shame the devil. Yeah, exactly. Tell the truth, please. So, so on, on FetLife, one of the things that I see a lot of in the mm -hmm. groups, and I think your group does not allow this, is this fucker pass thing. I won't allow that. Yeah, and so it, it's it's like the, the that to me is an aspect of am I passable? Now, for everybody, including myself, listening that yeah. doesn't know what that term is that you just said, can you maybe offer a little bit of 
explanation. Which which term? You said was it fucker pass? May I? Yeah, go ahead. What, yeah, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. that? Yeah. It just means a person posts um, fucker pass question mark from someone starts it, and then the next person who wants to respond to that says if they would fuck them or if they would pass on fucking them. For oh, whatever, for whatever so, reason. So but, it's a like dislike. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah, got yeah. it. I got and it. On yeah. a level of like you're attracted enough to have sex with. Correct. You know? Sexual level. And when it happens. Okay. But this doesn't. This is not a trans-owned issue. This happens in with, you know, even if it's a gay man site. I or, did not know that. Or you know, I mean, a group, gay man group on Fet Life, or you know, any of the groups. Okay. That well, that's basically every only. single social networking and dating site yes. there is. You just use different terms. It's mm-hmm. like or dislike or yes or right. no or you know hot or not. Right. So I just, it, it, so yeah. it's not. It's definitely not exclusive to Fet Life. Great. Thank you. No. And yeah. it's not exclusive to trans. Uh, no, absolutely not. At mm-hmm. all. Um, however, yes, it does make it feel like the passable on us is the question you're yes. asking when you say fuck or pass. Oh, it's what gotcha. we feel. And it's why I, it's not the only reason I won't allow it in my group. I won't allow it in my group because I think it's awful. Yeah, I do too. That you measure a person yes. based on your own decision of whether or not they are fuckable right. by your preferences. You are one person. and. Why do people need a constant shame? You know, they, what are they going to do? Keep trying? Like each well, time see, they're rejected, do they do they somehow suck some of your self esteem into them? Well, that's and the that's the trouble I have with that whole dynamic, and, and with regard to what we're talking about as, mm-hmm. as being passable in, in the in the physical world, is it's like what I perceive when someone posts something like that is is like they're trying to get an esteem hit, a positive esteem hit, mm-hmm. by by posting something that someone's going to say, "Yeah, I'll fuck you," and it's it's like. Who gives a fuck? It's 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 there's so much more that goes into being a trans woman mm-hmm. that is so much more important than whether someone's gonna look at a picture of you on the website and decide whether they're gonna they're gonna have sex with you. Right. And 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 so for me, when a trans woman does that, mm-hmm. it all it is it to me that person is is degrading. That person has a story about themselves that is degrading. To them, to their stature, mm-hmm. it's like they're. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you just said. You're 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 throwing yourself out. You're like throwing yourself your your beautiful self out to this community and saying, "Would you stick your penis in me?" As a way of saying, as a way of trying to get some sort of. Because um, there's always someone who's gonna put their penis in you. There's always gonna be someone who won't. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. there's always gonna be someone attracted to you, and there's always gonna be someone not attracted to you. Right. You can't please everybody all the time. And you're not going to attract everybody all the time. Because what I like and what you like might be completely different. Opposite ends of the spectrum. So a a question, if this is such a bad thing, is this an opt-in or opt-out thing? Do you have a choice? And if so, then why are are you opting into this? I'm opting out of doing it it on my group. And because I feel like it's not what I'm trying to represent in our group. I make it very clear that the group is is, is... uh, related to Portland tea girls and their admirers, and that's the wording I chose for it. And in in order to advertise for it to get people there, I know I'm dealing with people who have a fetish for crossdressers and transsexuals, and you know they'll even ask for transvestites without any word or trannies or shemales or chicks with dick or tranny cock. I mean, it all comes out, and it, people were asking for, I need to find a woman like this, in a in a group that was actually for support of transgender women and transgender men, I think, as well. But um, they 
we're just attacking anybody who said that you're 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 this or that you know for wanting to find a trans woman and I am a trans woman who is attracted to to males and um I found it like okay well where am I supposed to like meet a man that I'm not gonna like you know feel like he's got to be afraid that all my trans friends are going to punch him in the face. <laughs> you know, like, it's can scary. I, can I ask you a question about your group? Can I ask you why you chose the word admirer in your group title? Because um, you are an admirer of trans, and like I continue to say in my group, um, it's okay to admire us, and um, until it is less privatized, um, being but, admiring of a trans person... Um, I didn't create the word trans admirer. There are many words people adapt, like the word tranny. Uh, people hate it and people love it. You know, we like you said with the word that you know that white people should never mm-hmm. use. Uh, we <laughs> talk about it too, and and, and even amongst ourselves, there's bad ways and bad things that we do to each other that lowers our self esteem within our transition. Absolutely, you know, but for calling me, a tranny wreck is one. For me, right. admiring is one of those words because in my mind, mm-hmm. when I hear the word admire, it's like you're admiring from afar. Yeah. you're looking. You're really not willing to take mm-hmm. that step into a relationship or at least a chance for a relationship you're just admiring so right. for me that's automatically putting up walls to blocking potential real kind committed caring relationships mm-hmm. how do you see the word admiring i see the word admirer as the acceptable term that is most commonly used in the great way to get a person who admires trans persons to come to the table to start getting comfortable uh-huh. with the uh-huh. fact that it is okay to have a preference towards women, period. And whether or not I have the plumbing to possibly create a seed or possibly create an egg, I'm not going to let that define whether or not I choose to attribute myself as a male or a female. Unfortunately, the chosen word that males are accepting at this time are trans admirer. That is the one that, like, okay, I admire trans. It's much better to me than... Um, you know, men looking to have a little bit of uh, physicalness in their life, and they're saying, um, you know, fags that want fag bashed. That's really triggering to me, but, you know, and I can report that as a bad thing, and I don't feel like using trans admirer is going to the level of fag bashing as a preference. So I guess what I'm hearing is that you are using that word admire not so much because you relate to it and, and think it's a positive word for your title, but because it's bringing the kind of people into your group that you want. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, not only that, it's like I didn't ask you to limit yourself to only admiring me as a fetish, um, but that's what you're doing. And I continue to tell people that. When you treat me like a human being, you start thinking about dating me, you start thinking about taking me out in public, and now I don't want you to wear a sign that says you fucked me with an arrow pointing to me. Your discretion of who you have sex with, I'm not asking you to out. I'm telling you I'm just as valuable of a person to take out to coffee to get to know as I am for you to come over to my bedroom and fuck me without ever meeting me in public and making me feel unsafe to have any intimacy in my life. So I can't be the wordsmith that creates a word that, oh, they all know what that means if it's not already there. Transamorous is a word that I'm already liking and mm-hmm. I want to try on, but I have yeah. to counter, like, what's going to happen when people say, we want this word to mean something, we want this to be there. Then we're going to have men and who, women. Who is and saying we want this word? No, I'm saying if uh, right. we start using this word, okay, transamorous, well, pot- his website. Right. Potentially, who, who wants this word? Because you're saying... I would love to hear a word that allows me to be able to express and write 
about a man who has become comfortable with the fact that we can be recognized as women and we are just as much a valid preference as Like I said last general. week, they should be called the transsexual. It's so interesting. It's <laughs> really we've was, got homosexual, oh we got yeah. heterosexual, there's transsexual, right? That means that they mm-hmm. like trannies. I mean, that's just like a great way that I think... That's a brilliant... Just funny. Brilliant, anyway, brilliant twist on the words that are being thrown around is that, mm-hmm. you know, she was saying last episode that homosexual means a guy who is interested in guys or someone or same some sex same sex and, yes right. mm-hmm. um and what was the other one you used? heterosexual heterosexual right, yeah is opposite. opposite sex and so transsexual you think would be someone who's attracted to transsexual yeah, which is a great time <laughs> to bring up which is why as a as a movement we're not really using the word transsexual anymore for a couple of reasons one it's fetishized and two it's not accurate we're using we're using the word transgender because then it's accurate so I am not a transsexual woman. Mm. I am a transgender woman. Mm. Right. So I agree with your definition. You actually know how words work. (laughs) (laughs) And and for me, I I have identified as a transsexual because I've had so many conversations of guys coming up to me at a place where there are cross-dressers and there are um, transsexuals that need a difference to understand why they their breasts fall off when they get undressed and mine don't. <laughs> I mean, as ignorant as that sounds, it's actually true. You but, know? but to Remy's argument that you're not, you know, you're not the one that's transsexual, it's, it's them that's transsexual because mm-hmm. we're talking about your sexual preference, not your gender identity. Trans- right. So that, when you say you still identify as transgender, by if we were using Remy's definition, mm-hmm. would you still identify as transsexual? She just defined as not being transsexual. So, of course, if I was going by her definition, then I wouldn't. However, it's just like the LGBT. They don't want the T in there because it's not a sexual preference. Who doesn't okay. want the T in there? Trans, a lot of transgender. Well, oh. I think sexual okay. preference and sexual orientation are different. need to make that statement because that's what we're talking about, sexual orientation, and we're talking about gender identity. And two right. completely but different things. Yeah. how does everybody else attribute a sexual preference is all the time. Or right. A sexual <laughs> orientation is preferably men. Yeah, got yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> but but, but um, Christy is making a really good point, and, and she makes it over and over again, and that is we, correct me if I get this wrong, we have to create an environment where, in this case, the guys are willing to come to the table. And talk about it. And talk about it. In terms that I can explain to them. And for us, it's still at a level of... Because, you know, like I said, I want to say I'm a woman and that be it. I mean, that would be a great world for me if people didn't care whether or not I was supposed to have the possibility of making a seed or an egg. Like, you know, having children is not the only option in the world anymore. So, I don't know. So, if you were provided the opportunity to say a different word that would bring less people to your group but maybe higher quality people, would you be interested in that? Good because question. Yeah. Hello. It sounds like you're dealing with a lot of problems from the fetishized group that only want to you know, have sex in a dark room or in an alley mm-hmm. where they won't get caught, no one will see, and they'll never have to deal with it. Right. So if you could use a different word, like looking for a partner or potential partners or heteroflexible person, would that be something that maybe would skim mm-hmm. out kind of some of the people that you're trying to do manually from what I'm understanding now by having conversations saying this is not acceptable, this is not acceptable? Mm-hmm. Would that, well, would that be something totally, you could entertain? Well, first of all, I don't want you to feel that I'm attacking your words. However, every one of those words you said, there's people countering that it is an awful word. Heteroflexible, there was just a big thread in, in there with all of that. Now, people need to understand I'm on Life because it's for people with fetishes. 
And I have fetishes that go beyond anything that deal with trans issues, and that's why I'm on the website. But the only attention I'm getting, the only situation I get on there, are people who are fetishizing about me. So when I go out to a place or the events I try to... Hang on a second, Christy. To clarify for the audience, they're fetishizing about you about what? About me being a chick with a dick. Correct. Not about your... Who I am. N- or your feti- your actual fetish. Yeah, they, they're desires. not interested. Even though I list them and I yes. explain and I yes. say why I'm yes. there and all that, all they've used that for is, oh, how what do I need to say to get, to get in bed with this person? Correct. You know, and I can tell them a hundred times, I am not a top. And yet in that situation when we're intimate, they expect me to like flip flop and top them. And I have no interest or desire to do that. And I make it over and over and over I make it clear, and it go, It gets disrespected over and over and over again. I have to remind people, I am not here to be the fetish. I am here because I have a fetish, you know, and someone said, well, it's okay if a person fetishizes trans because I also fetishize people in Sweden. I'm like, <laughs> do you tell them that you're fucking them because they're from... Sweden, like, and, and they're gonna, you think they're gonna keep enjoying that? That's the only thing you want them for? You know, it's, it's, I get, I tell people, I will come to the table with you where we are right now in this world, and we can figure out a language to talk about it so that we can discuss it and get, you know, the group that wanted to do the greatest things for Portland transgender individuals, transgender individuals, named their group transgendered. And for many years, nobody said anything. And then people go in there and say, take the ED out. You don't know what you're saying just by adding that, you know. And so words change. Unfortunately, the groups don't allow you to change the name. So you would have to, like, dismiss it and then restart it. Um, And like I said, I like this transamorous word, actually. But again, I'm still thinking about, um, you know, it's sad that we might be using it to help us with dialogue, but it is taking us a little farther away from just being women and men. Well, it's interesting. Well, be- Go ahead. Right well, on. I think, you know, it comes to also the having a word for things, you mm-hmm. know, and our society is in a place where we do have to have some sort of label. And since transsexual obviously doesn't mean in our society someone attracted to trans individuals or, you know, admirer might be the only word that has been used or heard most popularly. Well, we also have trans-attracted, I think. Trans-attracted, which I've recently heard, and I kind of like that, too. And then trans-amorous, right? Which I really like that term, because to me, it really gets into the meat of what I want from a man. I want a trans-amorous man. I don't want... Trans attracted, a trans attracted yeah. or a trans admirer, because that that those are limiting, yeah. in my opinion. And that gets into the limitations of only being a fetish or only being a sexual thing or just being a physical thing, mm-hmm. right? When you start getting into the words that actually mean something deeper, mm-hmm. that's what we need to find, and that's what needs to be spread. Yeah. And for me personally, I really like the word trans Me too. I, I do too. Like you. Well, how about we start spreading these two words? Well, that's, trans- what that's, that's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> these are great things. They are great things. And it's interesting, Christy, you, you say we're, it, it's taking us further away from just, not just, but from seeing trans women as women. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's true because I think the way Wait, I... Which, which word do you think trans, I trans Transamorous. 
Is, is that what I'm you're saying? I'm saying that it's definitely going to be counter that we're making another word to describe people. There's that all, again, there's yeah. always someone who's going to have something yeah. else to say. Yeah. You know, and that goes into just, just. I mean, I'm gender queer, I'm gender bender, I'm gender non-binary, mm-hmm. I'm gen, you know, mm-hmm. there's all these terms already out there, and some people fully embrace them. And some people do not. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, 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 the movement towards what you want to see, which I think is to have you seen as, as a woman, is, I believe, and this is the whole purpose of Transamorous Network from the transamorous male's point of view, is to create an environment where the transamorous male no longer feels like he's alone mm-hmm. and can't be s- seen by someone who appreciates what he is. Because there's it, a, a straight friend, I think I may have told you this, um, mm-hmm. a straight friend of mine had talked about his experience interacting with the LGBT community, and he said, you know, there's, for a gay man, when a gay man goes out to find what he wants in a partner, he's interacting with other gay men. And so the people he's interacting with see him mm-hmm. as a gay male and can respect him as that type of person. But when a transamorous man goes out to find the person that he wants to have a romantic interest with, no matter where he is on his transition, because I do believe there's a transition that transamorous men go through from not owning who they are to owning who they are. Mm -hmm. So no matter where they are in that transition, when they go out to try and find the object of their romance, Mm -hmm. they don't get, they don't get the the acknowledgement and the validation from the target, let me use that word, that a, 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 a homosexual man will get when he seeks a ho- another homosexual man. Do you see what I'm saying? The homosexual man is, is dating within the pool of his own kind, where a transamorous man is attempting to date in a pool that is not his kind. Mm-hmm. And not only is it not his kind, but more often than not, the pool that he's attempting to date within sees him as an enemy. Right. Well, and, I, I and, think... and so the, so the process of having men claim transamorous men, claim their romantic attraction to trans women, mm-hmm. the, I'm, I'm, I'm describing a meta process, will, I believe, eventually have, have trans women feel validated because now we have more transamorous men owning their um, preference. The transamorous men will start feeling validated because, hopefully, trans women will start seeing transamorous men in a different way. And when that begins to happen, I believe the couples that occur as a result of that between... Um, Transamorous men and trans women will then, over time, start being validated by the general public. And far into the future, mm-hmm. there will no longer be this stigma <laughs> for men like me or women like you. It will just be seen as what we are, which is human beings. Right. Like it Perry, used to be a long time yeah. ago. Perry, can you expand a little bit on, you said that trans women will see a transamorous man as the quote-unquote enemy. That, that didn't really no. resonate with me. I think he was saying that the, the, the transamorous say men are coming into uh, a regular community, regular quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming into a, let's say, heterosexual club environment pool of people, and it would be those heterosexual uh, uh, people that would be looking at him as oh, the enemy. Oh, no, 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 no. I, it's the way that Shannon took oh. it. So what I what I perceive, um, and it, it used to happen with me, but since I changed my story, it doesn't happen anymore, is... Um, a transamorous male will attempt to a date a, a trans woman mm-hmm. he does not know. Whether he met him on the sh- met that person on the street or in a bar or on OkCupid okay or what have you. Mm-hmm. And my understanding 
is the more the more prevalent experience the transamorous man has, no matter where he is on the spectrum, is that the first reaction the trans woman has is um, all, they have the story of all men are all men are creep, creeps and they all objectify me and so this person's going to be no different and so he the tra- the transamorous male has to overcome mm-hmm. this huge. Preconceived now notion. I now I understand. You're talking about yeah. the chaser syndrome. Like, the, you're the, being labeled the, as a chaser. Yes, the chaser syndrome as expressed by the trans woman, not expressed by as the behavior of the man. Okay. Right. But. And I think that's, I think to a degree that's probably very common, but that, I think that also goes into the stories and where many trans women are in their process and journey and where, where they are in writing their story. I agree completely, Remy. In fact, I resonate, now that you've explained it a little bit more, I resonate, resonate very deeply with that mm-hmm. because. Early in my transition, when I was not confident, when I was not acting in a way that I thought was expe- respectable, other people weren't confident in me, and they weren't treating me in a way that's respectful. And now I am choosing a reality for myself that is strong. And I don't like. I, I disagree completely with your initial statement, just because I was like, no, if a trans amorous man comes up to me and, and appreciates me for who I am, I'm like goldmine. Right. Yeah. Dang we'll see yeah. Now, now, see, this is the interesting Got thing him. about this is the interesting thing about what happens when people begin to confront and change their stories is do you, you create an environment where now if a trans amorous man it has the wherewithal to approach you i mean you're a striking person and so if they have the the strength to approach you and you respond in the way that you said it creates this validation in the man that that has him move further along in his process because now he doesn't have to deal with the the old stories that occur and so the the opportunity here for everyone in the community to to consider their stories about other people and about themselves is exactly what you just what what you embody in your your life. You change your stories and your entire environment changes and that opens up space for people who currently aren't coming into your life to come into your life because you've changed your story. Right. And the ones that don't match your story anymore will start to fall away. Exactly. And it's it's bloody true. Yeah. <laughs> it it absolutely After, is. Re- since reading Test the book, I I have <laughs> You know, when I read the book, I read it, uh, like, in a reverse. It was like reading the, the trans woman's guide to finding her man. The stories are so similar. Yeah, yeah it's so similar. And, you know, you can apply it, again, to every aspect of your life. But, of course, we're talking specifically about certain issues. But as I read it, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's... M- Fuck, I need to change my story. Damn, I need to change that part of my story. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, by the end of that book, I was like... My whole story's been ripped apart, and all this, all the bits and pieces are up here, and I'm trying to figure out what, how, how to re- reformulate that story. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm stopping all those those uh, trains of momentum, all those negative directions that I'm going in. You know, and, and slowly stopping them, and figuring out which direction I want to turn them, and what momentum now do I want to actually put yes. forward? Yes. Right, and having words like a transamorous gentleman. Right, I can add that into my story, and that. The, the energy and behind that word, right, right, is different than a trans admirer or a trans. It definitely, it definitely implies that we're lovable. Yes, as a trans yes. the word trans So Everyone that's why me. I immediately loved it, and I, as soon as I realized there was a whole link and all that stuff, like, you didn't say this is a link to go to my website, no, and didn't. so I plugged it as fast as I could because uh-huh. of your choice of wording in it, and I think it's a great thing. I do want to say though that. A lot of this is still controlled by the attribution of other people. So as a trans woman, as a woman in general, I don't want other people being able to say that they get to define who I am. 
they get well, to they say don't. they don't get to define who I am, but yet Unless they have you more power. To let them. They seem to have more power to say that I'm not a woman, that I am a this, I am a that. I, and like it carries more weight in our society than my own attribution of myself. Well, so, so the, the, the perspective that we take here at the network is, mm-hmm. is this. It is, it is true what you said for you because that's your story. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that your story isn't accurate. It is accurate. Mm-hmm. That's your story. And so, right, right. And so the moment that you begin telling yourself a different story, mm-hmm. then the people that behave that way won't show up in your life anymore. Well, I am a person who is attributing myself as a woman, clearly. And I still get opposition even in the liberal Portland, Oregon area, and including marginalization, dismissal, all kinds of things that, yes, women would say. I also get things like, you know, someone, someone tried to force me into prostitution. Well, welcome to womanhood. Deal with it from a woman. And, like, I'm like, wow, you know, this is not nice. <laughs> you know, and what I think about when I think about men that want to be with a trans woman, they are thinking, how is everybody going to attribute me? What are they going to say about me? Me the I, man. Yeah, I cannot look at you and say, no one's going to call you a faggot. I promise. I can't tell you that because I know they will. Well, so, so, but who well, cares? Yeah, I don't well, yeah, care, but well, that's you do. The, well, that's and your the wife thing. probably does. Well, 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 well that's the thing. Well, that's the thing is yeah. that is that you can, you can, you, you cannot, so the, the stories that occur in us Mm-hmm. are multi-dimensional. There's there's more than one story that we have running at a time. Mm-hmm. And so the um, the result of our story shows up in our world show up in our world, all mm-hmm. of the stories. Yeah. And so even though you may affirm yourself as a woman, there are other stories going on within you that are creating these other experiences because there's no disc there's no discord between mm-hmm. what's going on in your internal world and what's happening in your external world. The two are perfectly matched. And so if, you, if you're if you affirming yourself as a woman in your internal world, your, your inside yeah. your skin world, and you're still receiving things that don't affirm the the story that you're a woman that's, that you're holding on the inside, mm-hmm. there's another story that's going on that's, that's conflicting with that. It's a story you're telling about those other people. Exactly. You might have changed yes. the story about yourself. Yes. You're now tell, you know, but you haven't changed the story about the other person. You know, being immediately concerned about what other people on FetLife are going to say about you using a new word, that already is a story that's creating creating those situations. This is where your power comes in. You choosing and realizing it's a choice to tell yourself that story is you creating your your path, your life. So when you choose to tell yourself a different story... About those people. Yes, then you're powerful. Yeah, so so like when 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 the woman said to you... um, this is life, this is what it's like being a woman, deal with it. You wanted to be a woman, deal with it. You wanted to be a woman, deal with it. Mm-hmm. You're, you had a conclusion, you made a conclusion about that statement. My conclusion was, that was a shitty statement. And I kind of like, just see it as, it is uh, weird to me, or odd. Being a or, hooker is it's, not what, it's, not it's definitely not funny, <laughs> but... Um, you don't want to be told that you're a cisgendered individual, but yet you want to say to me that statement. And it's like, I now have some, with this person, I want to talk about 
why she feels this way or talk about it or see it or see how I can fix it or think about it or advocate in some way for myself and other people, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, and so cisgender all of a sudden, I can't say, I want to say a cisgender woman said this, not a trans woman. I don't want to have to do that. But until we're all on the same page, then I guess what? We're not women? Well, well it did, we're never you know going to I mean? be on the right page because, you know, they want to know, was it a black man that said it? Was it a white man that yeah. said it? Was right. it there's always right. going to be that, you right. know? And so you have to, it starts with you. It does. And, and the, your journey and yes. your story starts with you. And it's all about, it's all about how, how, how does what, what your, how do the interpretations you're making about your external experience mm-hmm. make you feel? And if they if they don't make you feel happy, joyful, empowered, mm-hmm. um, capable, then that's not the story you want to hold on to. You want to come up with another story. So, for example, this person, she said what she said, mm-hmm. and and it, it sounds like you have this compassion that makes you this advocate, and and you want to try to re, um, understand it so that then you can advocate in a way that perhaps doesn't. Um, doesn't recreate this for other people, mm-hmm. right? Is that accurate? Well, I mean, I would like everyone to do what you're saying, including the men who admire trans women, right. and I would hope that they would do that before they go throw themselves into a monogamous relationship that they're not going to want yet stick with because they feel they have to right. to please society and expectations of the parents and all that stuff like that. We know, okay, <laughs> we more than likely have been opposed, you know, have been opposed by people calling us not normal. And, and you can do your own quote-unquote now. <laughs> but, and also you have to take in the fact that someone coming into this at 18 years old whose parents are more accepted because more is out there for them, they're going to have a totally different issues. They're going to have different issues. They're going to have different concerns. Uh, they're going to have different things than a person who didn't feel comfortable well, until they were 37. Absolutely. But we have, we have to ask ourselves, we have to examine mm-hmm. why is it that that person that you just described came into the world with those experiences and another person came into a world where they have an experience where they're, they're having their transition start at 35. Why? Why? Because they had a different history. They grew up with different issues. No, 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 hang on a second. I what, I, what I'm talking about is what, ha- what happened before they came into the world they already wrote a story. Yeah, that, that they were gonna live. Yeah, and now this we're is, getting into yeah, this is where it gets systems. yeah, this is where it comes into belief systems because mm-hmm. there there has to be an analysis of what makes those two circumstances different, and and it's not random chance that those two circumstance those two people have such different circumstances. It's not random chance. There's a reason why there's a person who comes in. Let's say it happens at four years old, and mm-hmm. the person comes in to the world, I mean they're born, they come into the world, mm-hmm. and at four years old they know they're a woman, and their parents are like, cool, let's make that happen. Yeah. But then there's this other person who, who probably knew at four, but didn't say anything, or was, was didn't really figure it out, But at, and then at 35 they start trying to make it happen. There, there's a reason why that happened for both of those people the way it did. and Personal, personal spiritual growth. Yes, and every, everyone will come. To, everyone mm-hmm. will eventually get what the reason is for their own selves. And the important thing to understand, I believe, and what the network is all about, is it for 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 you, Christy. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter what the reason is for either that four year old or that thirty four year old. What matters is is what what is the reason for you, mm-hmm. 
And so you're using it for me to what? What what is what, what's your story? for whatever it is? Yeah, what's your story? And I'm not asking you. I'm I'm just explaining to you mm-hmm. that that from where we come in the network, it's not about looking out into the world and trying to understand other people's situation. It's your empowerment and your freedom and your joy comes from focusing on you and making you this amazing person that you already are. Right. I just I guess I'm a little confused on how that counters the fact that people have different histories and probably have different acceptance towards words based on that history. I, I don't <clears throat> want you to... Imp- I mean, I would like to counter any imply that says people's interactions and show of hate and displace can't hurt you as a it, person, that you're hurting yourself. It, because right. I don't run around and ask people to scream out, are you a man or a woman? You know, on a bus when I'm when I'm getting on it. So, um, and I don't want the whole world to think that everybody is, that the only transgender people out there, which you mentioned yourself in regarding that other, on your website, mm-hmm. about that show on Amazon, mm-hmm. that isn't showing just the glam. Exactly. Passable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Transparent? Yeah, transparent. Yeah. Great so, show. It is a great show. So, so there's, there's, a, there's a line at which, at this point in the network's um, growth, I don't want to cross because it's it's very um, confronting mm-hmm. to to talk about that kind of stuff. So we're not quite ready to have that conversation yet. The here. triggering okay. conversation, the, mm-hmm. not the triggering around, uh, not the triggering that you're thinking of, but the triggering that you're alluding to in your statement, which is, you, I think what you said is, I I will, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. I'm not going to accept that I'm the one that's causing people to come to me and say, are you a man or a woman? I, I think, don't feel I think that, that I'm right. I get, that. I, I get that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so to confront that in this show, we're not ready to do that. That's fine. Okay. And so, that's why we're here. At right, the table. right. 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 These are the conversations we want no, to have. Exa- exactly. Talk about. Exactly. Yes, and we yeah. will. Um, but what I but what I what I do want to say right now is your your experience, which includes the experience that you're not the one causing people to say those things to you, is valid. It's, it's accurate. Right. It's accurate. I, I was coming more from, from the terms of, like, I'll say on that fetish site, someone embraces the term trap mm-hmm. as, a, as a way to feel independent and in control of their life and accepting a term that is actually very, very negative to many transgender people. I would agree. It can implies... You, uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with that term. A trap implies that your okay. whole transition, your whole motivation behind everything in your transition is to fool men into believing you are cisgender. To be it a trick. So that's, yeah, I I take a little different, if I may, I take a little different perspective on it. I I see the word, it's no less derogatory. Mm -hmm. I see the word as implying that a person, a trans woman, is so passable that it just doesn't even occur to a guy to, to, to question. And, and so it occurs to the guy as, oh my gosh, it's, it's not, so the, 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 it's, the ca- it's, it's a case of motivation. What you're saying is, and I, I can see the perspective, is that a trans, it's not true that a trans woman would go through this entire process so that she can trap a man. But from my perspective, the way I see that word being used is, this person is so, if I may, is so passable mm-hmm. that a, a, a straight man would have no, there would be no question in the person's mind mm-hmm. that this person, that this, this woman is not a cis woman. And so it's, it's, a, it's a trap 
in not not because she intended to trap the guy. Mm-hmm. It's a trap because this guy has no. He feels tricked. He, he fe- yeah, he feels tricked. Thank you, Remy. He feels tricked, and and it, it, mm-hmm. the trickness doesn't imply that the woman, the the trans woman. I'm going to say woman. The woman tr- intended to trick him. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's just so. She she's, she's just so what's the, what's the what's the gender what's the it's not heteronormative what is it it's the heteroflexible no it's no. the it's the word that implies that no it's the word that implies that the 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 woman it's negative it implies that the trans woman looks so much like a quote unquote normal woman that she is she gets all the gold stars what is that you know what I'm saying the only other term I'm familiar with is living stealth. But that's yeah, probably not it, what you're Yeah, I know that term, but that's not the one. I'm, I'm thinking of a know. word that, that describes derogatorily the experience of being so absolutely passable that you can get away with not telling people that you're trans. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My, my point is that my perspective on the word trap is this, is, is that it's not an intention of the trans woman to trap the guy. It's just that she's so, in, the, in, the, in a non-trans aware male, I'm going to use the, his language. You look so much like a girl to me, I'm not even going to question the fact that you might have a penis. Because it, it doesn't even occur to me. You're just so, you just so look like a normal woman. This is a, this is a non-sensitive man talking. It's not me. Mm-hmm. You just look so much like a woman, it's not even going to occur to me ever that you're not one. Mm-hmm. And so then they go into the bedroom, I have that thought process, and all of a sudden, boy, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that just happened. And, and then it is a trap. Yeah. Right? But this is my this is what I'm saying. Yeah. How people are viewing two different words. Right. I mean the same word two different ways. Yes. And so and there's probably a thousand other definitions. Absolutely. Of that so, yeah. And if you you know, anybody can write anything on the internet, but as you know, the urban dictionary is mm-hmm. saying a collective of things that this is so common that we've you know, this is what you know, but anybody can enter it into anything. And currently when you look up in the Urban Dictionary what I'm referring to, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, it's more about, it is more uh, accurate towards what I'm saying. Interesting. As opposed to your view. Yeah. And like what I, when, I, when I bring up these subjects in my group, I say, I don't oh. tell anyone what to think. I tell them what I see within five minutes of searching myself. Yeah. I don't even put the links. I yeah. just say, stop, you know, click off the porn for just a little bit. Yeah. Click a little past the porn and get to that. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's funny, is you guys are saying the same thing in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it, it sounds like the Urban Dictionary is giving the definition written from yeah. that gentleman, that guy's point of view, right? Because his point of view might be, you look so passable that I wouldn't even have questioned it. You went through all of that just right. so you could trick me. Like, I could right see, I could see that. Kind of like yeah, the I could, same it's thing. the same thing. It's, it's a the very same self-centered thing. point of view. It know? is. Yes. It's a victim. Yes. It's a victim point of view. It's, yes. it's like you, yes. you, yeah. you fucked me. Not fucked like sex, but you fucked me because you didn't tell me up front that you're not a woman. This is the non-sensitive mm-hmm. guy. You told me up. You didn't tell me up front that you're not a woman. How better? You must have intended to do that. Right. Right. Well, I have told a man directly speaking to him. You know, within like a amount of three different times, bringing up. A woman like me, a trans woman, and I tell a thing. And I say this over and over again within three days, Mm -hmm. you know. And when we (laughs) go to get intimate, and he asks, he goes to reach for it, and I said, I need you to know that, you know, I'm no longer functional in that way. Um, You know, I don't hope that didn't cross any barriers. No, it's good. No, it's fine. It's fine. 
then it was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. And it's like, oh, I guess I have to use actual, you know, pictures on this. Like, I, I, even though you tell them directly what the words you think are there, that everyone knows, it doesn't mean that they do. I mean, when I tell someone I'm a transsexual or mm-hmm. a trans woman or mm-hmm. transgender, I expect them to understand. And yet there are people who still don't. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Hey, this brings up a really good point. It's something I actually was a little concerned about with the guide is that when you, we use the word transgendered or sometimes transsexual, there's an assumption that a certain surgical procedure has not taken place. And the original, I'm going to use this air quotes people, <laughs> operating equipment is still intact, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily accurate. I totally, yes, I so, agree. So when you say that, well, I said I was transgendered or transsexual, you should know that I don't believe that's fair. But no, his reaction, I mean, it's okay. I have to tell a lot of guys that are interested in me that I'm not functional and I'm not interested in doing the topping of, of, of an intimate but reaction. But let's, let's speak more directly to your actual physical makeup. I mean, when do you... When do you make that disclosure? You mean like when do I say I was born with this? Or I have this, my genitalia is shaped as such. When do you, right. when do you make that disclosure? This, this is the big question them, of the community. I tell yes. them, I call my male-born given clit a clit. But when do you tell, when them, do you tell them that it's different? Like when you meet a guy. Different, different than, when, than when you, they've experienced. Yeah, when you meet someone for the first time and then you go through the process of that's going to end up in the bedroom at what point do you say look I'm non-functional down there I personally say it right away okay. when they show sexual interest because I don't want to be in that awkward situation anymore like I was in it many 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 times yeah. okay and I don't want to be in that situation anymore so I say it pretty darn early I, I, I sometimes feel like do I need to put the vagina on my forehead for you to understand what I want to be attributed? As? Yeah. So, so this is you know, like what yeah. do I need to do to yeah, get yeah. me to get it? Yeah, and it's it's this is the 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 persistence that um, we examine in the in the guides is is there's this it's it's almost it's like the the stories are are super subtle mm-hmm. and and like when you it's not that you're doing anything wrong. We all do it. I still do it. It's mm-hmm. like when when we say things like, "God damn, man, do I got to put my vagina up my vagina vagina like vagina. I'm Virgi- from Virginia, <laughs> my vagina." Virgin. <laughs> do I have to put my? It. I can't even say it. That's how averse I am to it. No. So when <laughs> when do I have to put my vagina on my head for you to get that I'm a girl or yeah. a woman? Yeah. When when we that that is a is a story and it's it's mm-hmm. a story not pointed towards you. As you say it, it's a story pointed to the person you're talking about, mm-hmm. and so you you create you you create an environment mm-hmm. where you're going to meet more men who's who who you have to put your vagina on your forehead for, right? Right, and so you're it's like a self fulfilling. Do you keep it in your purse otherwise? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so, <laughs> just curious. So so it's 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 it shows how how pernicious the stories can be because mm-hmm. it's you're totally justified. To have that, that complaint, right? Do I need to put my vagina on my head to get you to see? But right. but when you say when you say that, and when you say that, you probably feel some measure of um, justification or vindication, or maybe those aren't the right words. Um, you you feel a sense of satisfaction 
by being able to call that out. Um, I feel like I am sharing and expressing to you a common frustration that I have and that I've heard many other transgender yes. girls have. Yes, but... Like, but, my attribution of myself comes before your attribution of me. Right, right. Period. My, what I want to do, when I tell you what I do want to do and what I do, do not want to do, do not dismiss my words, do not dismiss my voice, and do not marginalize me if those things are violated. I get I it. Just as right. So when those things are violated, it's, it's a tra- like when I was attempted, when someone attempted to molest me in a school mm-hmm. and I came forward, the only question I kept getting asked was, well, are you gay? Like it didn't matter that I was 15 years old mm-hmm. and this person was over 60. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you gay? Right. And you you mistook his kindness. I understand. And like that kind of stuff. Like, oh and I wasn't, God. and the thing is, is that although I have lived the gay male side, I, I did not transition until I was 37 because I tried every other singles option because I was afraid. I was afraid of what straight men said, what straight women said, what gay men said, how gay men treated me. I never had a closet. If I did, it was made of glass because mm-hmm. I was so feminine that there was no hiding it for me, right. you know? And many people do the other way, where they go ahead and, and listen to what, you need to walk like a man, and this is how you do it. And I was very stubborn and said, no, I won't do it. You can deny me Barbies, but you're not going to deny me walking the way I walk. Right. You know, like, forget this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's clear that you're, you're, you're really strong in your character, and you definitely have a, a really good head on your shoulders. Oh. I, I compliment you for that. There, but there's, there's, there's. I want to get back to the statement. The bitterness. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but listen, <laughs> listen. I have a story for you, you about the bitterness. That. Yes. But, 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 but listen, but listen, because this is important to to really dig down beneath it uh-huh. and 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 get to the the like like sometimes in psychology they say it this way. They say your there's something about saying statements like, "Do I have to put it on my vagina, on my forehead?" that gives you something. You get something from from having that by saying that statement. It's a win, you win in some way, and there's a feeling that's associated with that winning. And you got to get beneath the I complaint. I feel like I win when I make. I that know. Statement. I know. I feel like I'm having to say extreme things to possibly make an analogy that you're not understanding what I'm saying. I, I know, but it. But, but not you. Specifically. No, I get it. That I get it. Evil yeah, guy yeah, you're yeah. I get about. it. But there's a. <laughs> but there is. But there is something that you get. Mm-hmm. And it could be, I'm not saying this is it, it could be, I'm really feeling like we're scared, skirting on psychology and I don't want to go there. But it, Yeah, it, I was going to say, you yeah. could save my, ther- you could save <laughs> a lot of my insurance, yeah. a lot of money to my therapist. Yeah. It, it could be that, that you get to be right and the person who's sitting across from you who said the statement that prompted yours is wrong, which gives you, in a, in a perverse kind of way, a sense of justification for I kind of get what you're saying, you but I also feel a little bit like I got to be able to express in some way that you're making it so impossible for me to attribute me. Not you. Oh, no, general. no, I get it. It you're yeah. But I want to tell you that there was this girl who wrote something on Fet Life after I made a, quite a bit of a stink about marginalization and it was like I'm so glad I did this and this in my transition. I'm brand new to it, and I promise you, I will try really hard not to become bitter. This was who you? This or was a, no. The this other was a person, person okay. that's brand, you know, 
is just now starting hormones and different things like that. I don't want to say start of the transition because in our minds, our transition starts way ahead before we do anything, yeah. you know. Well, everyone's but, story's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about that in our first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, and I thought right then, it's like, you know, sometimes I'm speaking out of the bitterness of the fact that people have told me many times when I've complained about situations that I don't like in a situation or at least called them out. Mm-hmm. But look where we are compared to where we are 20 years right. ago. And, like, that's not enough for me. I may die and never get the respect I want, but I can advocate it for every day I want to in hopes that, like, I will at least see a person treated the way they should mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. before I die. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to just go, you're right, it's been better. I mean, there are a lot of people in our history that have went to do really good things, but they just wanted to stop there. I would be really more specific if I could okay. remember yeah, the yeah. name okay. of the people who did this. Okay. But if we didn't, you know, stay with people that went for even higher expectations for complete freedom and complete acceptance, then we are taking less than that and we are shorting ourselves. Yeah. And somebody has to be able to say, sometimes I feel in myself, that the only way to get this point across is to make s- statements that might cause a reaction of you tell me why it doesn't take it from you, from me. Tell me why it wouldn't take me to put my vagina on my forehead for you to finally see I have one. Or that right. I want one. Or that I want to be represented as a woman who was born with one. Right. Like, I don't really want my whole life to be about a vagina. Are you, mm-hmm. so, so now I have to ask, are you sure about that? Am I sure about what? That you don't want your life to be where you have to, I can't remember how she said it. Can you help me out, guys? Here's what I'm saying, and, and, and this might help in that answer because I don't want to directly answer yeah, it. Okay. Um, but if, say, this transamorous worked and all your dreams came true that you have towards it, then do you think that we're going to be as focused on a dick meaning that you're a man and a vagina meaning you're a woman? No. No, okay, be. that's what I want to but, be. But, there's, a, but, but there's better to go this way, and I see that, and yeah. that's why I would come on the show and jump on the opportunity. And I'm not afraid to show my anger or my bitterness. I or want where you I to come from absolutely because I, like you said, my story created this reaction. Yes, and I have a voice, and yes. I'm allowed to say it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and absolutely. And in my voice, I I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to be taken to a different country and left away. And these are things that people have said about gay people, mm-hmm. what gay people have said about transgender people. You know, everyone's guilty of everything. So, but I have never said these people should move on to an island and then we could blow it up, or these people should die, or these people are why we are dying. Or I have never said anything in a way that says I want someone totally discluded and and be put in that you're not normal category. Right. So there's there's a there's a role of advocacy mm-hmm. that I think, uh, actually I know, people come into the world wanting to perform this, mm-hmm. this role of advocacy, and it's it's an important role. The role you play is an important role, and it's a valid role. The the in my opinion, the effective advocates are. Um, let me put it a different way. There's a there's a there's a phrase that goes, you get more you get more bees with honey. 
And so I'm not I'm not trying I'm not talking about rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> this is a private joke between she and I. But what what I am suggesting is there is more power. I I, I think you're powerful as as an as the advocate you are. And I think you could be a thousand times more powerful if you came less from your bitterness and more from your joy. I agree. I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to. I mean, and don't think I don't fight to do that and try to do that. I get it. And, you know, people like to bring up psychology and therapy when it comes to this kind of stuff when I speak and everything like that. And they don't understand that my therapists are like, yeah. Go for it. Say it. Do right. it. Right. You're on the right track. You're okay to feel that. It's totally understandable yeah. with your story why you feel that way and why you want to express that. And all of that is absolutely true. But right. the perspective that you take on it all and that we all take on everything is the difference. Yeah. You know, and I told the story, I think, in the last two shows. But when, you know, uh, when Perry and I met, I was in a place where I thought all men were scum. And that's all I was meeting was scummy men. And then I met Perry, and we had a great afternoon t- t- chit-chatting and stuff like that, and it proved, oh, God, not all men are scum. And right there, it changed the whole story, and my bitterness was starting to change, and, and, and I was able to look at where I was telling my story, and what I was telling my story is what I was receiving. Yeah. And the moment I started to tell my story just even a little bit different, yeah, things started changing. And the more and more and more I start telling my story in the way that I want it, in the writing the story, the way that I want my life to be, mm-hmm. it happens. Yes. Right. You know? I agree and, 100%. And it's that learning to grow, learning to release, learning to move forward. And, you know, yes, I've got bitterness and I've got anger and I've got a lot of shit that has happened to me. But I have gotten to a point, thank the gods, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm able to tell my story with a lot less bitterness, a yeah. lot less anger and a lot less frustration and that's where I am right now but you know a year ago it was completely different right right. you know and for me actually my bitterness is like the healthiest thing I can have in my story because for me it was crumbling and crying and devastating and all this stuff and I was taking it and I was letting it suck the self-esteem out of me take my confidence make me feel like I made a bad choice make me feel like this is never going to happen Why do I feel like I have to do all this to be a woman? Why, on in just a couple of days, I'm having a breast augmentation consultation? And why do I feel like I'm some anti-feminist now because I want bigger boobs? And, like, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things are running through my mind all of a sudden because I finally have an opportunity to do something I always wanted, and now I'm worried about what message I'm sending and this and that. And all this thing is, is, is overwhelming me. And so, like, I have to calm myself and be like, you know, go to the consultation because mm-hmm. you don't know the yeah. answers. Yeah. Like, just go to the consultation. Yeah. You still have time to make up your mind and all that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't. I, I want to make sure you don't feel attacked or 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 anything by us. We are just. Really into it all. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys aren't the only people calling me a bitter bitch. It's fine. Well, no, and that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. I'm being sarcastic. She's being sarcastic. Right, but I mean, <laughs> but I can feel some of the energy off you. I want to make yeah. sure you don't feel like we're like, well, it's just this easy, bitch. Just all you got to do is start telling yourself no. a different story. No. And 
No, it's not that easy. It's not. No, it but just, yes, it is that easy. Yes, it is. And Thank that's you, the really problem. It is. And that's, that's the problem. problem that's that the problem. It is that it easy. Is that but easy. I haven't read the book yet. You're right. <laughs> Maybe we, we should it. talk about this book because it well, sounds to be a very positive influence. Absolutely. And, and to speak directly to the book, there's a part of the book that talks about your momentum in which you're traveling very aggressively in a negative direction, and you're, yeah. you're now changing that. But, you know, yeah. a speeding truck can't be stopped on a dime. I think that might actually yeah. be a quote in the book. Yeah. It's being trained. A speeding Watch it out, girl! <laughs> can't be stopped on a dime. You have to slow it. You're definitely in the slowing process. And yeah. so I see that as really healthy movement. But then once you get it stopped, you can then change the direction and start mm -hmm. building momentum again. So, yes, it's easy, but it takes a long time. Yes. Depending on how much momentum was built up, Right, so. and I know how I react to certain things, and that's why I make certain rules mm -hmm. in my group, mm -hmm. as such as uh, no flaming, but educate, educate yes. before flaming. No yeah. flaming, no fucker pass for sure. And flaming, flaming oh. meaning on and when you're online, whether you're on Facebook, on any social media, flaming is when you just keep attacking, yeah, and attacking, attacking for more reaction, yeah. react, react, oh, okay. react, react. So uh, someone might come into, like if someone comes into the room and says, I want tranny cock, anyone interested, enter. And that's it. And it's like, okay, well you need to know that tranny cock is kind of defensive and you're gonna get a lot less response because you've offended a lot of people. Not that there are people on, not that there isn't people in this group that are enjoying that and would do that for you because Unlike, you guys are speaking, and I would love to read this book more because of how you're talking about terms and how you've changed your mind on transsexual. I want to understand that better because I'm still explaining that transgender is an umbrella term, and under that you've got crossdresser, ladyboy, and all these different things. And it is still said to me, and my understanding still, is that you are a transsexual under the transgender umbrella when you do something to physically change your appearance more towards the sex that you were not born as. That's when you become a transsexual within the transgender umbrella. This is how I understood it and have and been advocating for it. And that's a very good understanding of the transgender umbrella. Mm -hmm. I think the, the point that I was making is that this word transsexual is, we're trying to phase that out because yeah. there's a certain negative sexualized connotation that surrounds it, which has nothing really to do with what changing your gender or let me let me change my words on that. Making your gender, your exterior gender, match your interior gender. So now we're using other words, and some people like them, some people don't. But right. we are trying to step away from the term transsexual. Because I'm still trying to get people to step away from transvestite, and so I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, we took that. I love that. <laughs> Someone says that. Well, and, and transvestite is again a, a term that refers to more. It resonates more with cross-dresser. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so someone who identifies you... as mm -hmm. male but likes to wear or is sexually turned on by wearing women's clothing, which is not at all but the so same how, thing. How do you want to differentiate, then, between a cross-dresser and a transsexual without pushing cross-dressers out of the transgender umbrella? We use terms like trans woman, affirmed woman, affirmed but, man. You know, those are just a couple but we have so other terms that for the ones now. that say I'm male when I'm dressed as boy mode and I'm female dressed in girl mode, and I want this. The you know how are you defining that? And if they genuinely feel that way internally, then they're genuinely. gender fluid. Okay, so gender fluid. 
That's yes. great. I mean, I've yeah. heard the term. Yeah. Uh, I see it a lot often with There's these. a million terms. I, see, I yeah. say choose yeah. the ones that you like and yeah. just exactly. use them. Yeah, exactly. I've just and seen fuck everybody else. Yeah. I see That's gender fluid as a way that a lot a lot of people are using the word gender fluid on the website that we were talking about more as a, an acceptance of like I'm just fluid with this. I may right. put a little eyeliner on right. if I'm a male and I a woman may be like well, I don't, you know, I don't want to wear men's cowboy boots and I men's cowboy hat. I'm gender fluid. So I, I get the comp the, I get the thing, but I feel like there might be even people who want to say gender fluid and cross dresser are different. Lady they boy very is much different. Are. They very and much and so gender fluid hard. has to do with your personal identification as what gender you are, not how you present. Mm -hmm. For instance, when a woman who identifies one hundred percent of the time as a female wants to wear men's clothing, that's cross dressing. But it still can, I mean, but the thing is, is we do hope that, you know, like if I get up and I put the man's long dress shirt on and decide to just go to the bathroom in that instead of putting on my clothes, did I just become a man? No. No, of course I not. I did not. And neither did they. We don't need to call, we don't, women don't want to be called tomboy just because they put on pants. Right. And so that's where that whole thing where women oh, feel like I hate labels. <laughs> I know the conversation of labels, but you know, <laughs> this is my thing. Okay, I have an issue with them all because everybody wants something different. Right. And it, yes. it changes. Next week, there's going to be a whole new term for our whole new classification of people. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. the more and more in the trans community, the more people you meet, the more you will know. Everyone is so different, and everyone's mm. story is different, and everyone's personal label is different. And I think that's where we're talking about is what is your personal label and what do you accept and what do you not accept as a, as a label? And with that, we're going to have to close the show because we're already way over time. But it was, Christy, it was fun, wasn't it? I told you you'd have a good time. I told you. Thank you. Yeah. I do I do expect a copy of the book. Um, <laughs> when you're it might be a nice gift. It would be a nice gift to guess. Okay, that's a good idea, actually. Thank you, Christy, for being on the show. Oh, it was wonderful having you. I'm, I'm glad you took the time out of your day to come and be with us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network Podcast. The Transamorous Network Podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Find us online at transamorousnetwork.com, transamorousnetwork.tumblr.com, and on YouTube.